Blog Talk Radio. God, giving honor to God tonight. Uh, this is the Fivefold Ministry with Apostle Maggie Mercer. Praise God. And tonight I'm going to be speaking, just basically talking to you about God's first man. And the Bible is told us of a man complete ruin and sin, and God great salvation in Christ. Just a brilliant, faultless diamond best display against a black velvet background. So God's great salvation shines forth against the dark background of a man's sin and rebellious. So tonight, first, we want to talk a little bit about Satan and his rebellion against God and set up a kingdom opposed to God. Then Adam, when he was tempted, also rebelled against God. So Satan said, I will, and set his will against God's will. Then Adam said in his heart, I will, and set his will against the will of God. Adam's sin affects each part of his being, spirit, soul, and body. 
Adam's spirit was cut off from God's life. His soul was affected by sin. His body became subject to physical death because the wages of sin is death. So tonight I just want to talk to you the consequences of sin. Adam sinned upon the human race. We will see man's complete ruin in sin. Of all the people who have ever lived, there are two men who are different from other men. These two men are Adam and Christ. Adam is called God's first man because he was the first man. He was different in that he was not born of a woman. He was created by God. So you see, Adam was created by God. Jesus Christ is called God's second man because he was born supernaturally. He had no human father. He is called the son of man because Mary was his mother. He is called the son of God because God was his father. When God decided to create a man, God did not create millions of people to populate the earth. He created only one man, Adam. He was different from all other men in that he was the first man, the head of the entire human race. So, you see, since Adam was the head of the human race family, he disobeyed and disobedience affected the whole human race family. And it affects you and me also. And from this one main Adam came all human life, though God see the whole human race as being an Adam. What does it mean to be an Adam? To be an Adam means to share all that Adam was and all that he did. Adam had already rebelled against God before he and Eve brought forth any children. His rebellion and his sin affected their whole human family. There are five things that are true of every person in Adam. And those five things is he is separated from the life of God. He is in the kingdom of darkness. He is a sinner. He is under the power of sin. He is condemned to death. So we are going to consider each of these five things and see how they came about. Adam's sin separated men from the life of God. Sin separate man from God. So when Adam sinned, he was cut off from the life of God. To be separated from the life of God is to be spiritually dead. Adam's sin results in spiritual death, not only for himself, but also for the entire human race. All people was born separated from the life of God. Why? Because all Adam's family. Adam's sin brought human race 
into the kingdom of darkness. When God, when Adam rebelled against God, he took sides with Satan and his first rebellion. He came into the kingdom of darkness, of which Satan is the ruler. We know that, praise God. Though Adam came under the power of Satan, and since Adam was the head of the human race, he took the whole human race into Satan's kingdom of darkness. Adam's sin resulted in a race of sinners. As created by God, Adam was a God-sinner man. He loved God and wanted to do God's will. God was king upon the throne of his heart. And after Adam's sin, a change took place in his mind and in his heart. And that's so much like us when sin enter into our life. There's a change in our mind and there's a change in our heart. Adam now loved himself and wanted to do his own will. It wasn't about doing God's will. He wanted his own will. God no longer reigned as king in his heart. <laughs> Instead, self was upon the throne of his heart. Adam now had a sinful nature. Adam passed his sinful, self-centered nature on to his children and to the whole human race. And the Bible tells us that Adam had a son in his own likeness. And after his image, Adam had been created in the image of God. But he produced a son in his own sinful image. Adam's first son called Cain showed his sinful nature in murdering his brother, Cain, Abel. Though the first child born to Adam and Eve was a murderer, Adam was the head of the entire human family, and he passed his sinful nature on to the whole human race. Adam's disobedience results in the race of sinners. As the Bible tells us in Romans 5 and 19, by one man, disobedience, and many were made sinners, praise God. We know that, praise God. Adam brought sin, all men under the power of sin, because men are sinners. They are under the power of sin. And the Bible tells us in John eight thirty four, whosoever commits sin is a service, which is a slave, praise God, of sin. In the kingdom of darkness, sin reigned as a king, and all men were in the kingdom under the power, praise God, of God. Sin entered the world through one man, Adam. Death is the result of sin. And the Bible says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passes upon all men, for that all have sinned, chapter Romans 5 and 12. After death comes judgment. Every unsaved person will be judged for his sins. 
And the Bible said it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And we can find that in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and the 27th verse. After judgment comes the lake of fire. For all unsaved people, God did not create a hell for us. He created for the devil and his angels. Jesus said that everlasting fire created for the devil and his angels. And Matthew 25 and 41, but if we reject Christ and follow Satan, we will go where he is going. God created man for his pleasure. He wants man to love him and be loved by him. And when God completed his work of creation, he saw everything that he had made and pronounced it very good. God had pleasure in his first man, Adam, and his wife, Eve. But when they disobeyed God, everything changed from the very moment that Adam sinned. God's pleasure in him came to an end. God's first man was now a sinner. Instead of purity and innocence, the germs of all kinds of evil were in Adam's heart. He passed his sinful nature on to his children and to the whole human race. We are going to be looked at the children of Adam and different times in history and see God estimate of them. We will be considering what children of Adam are by nature. We should bear in mind that all through the scripture we see a work of God's grace in certain individuals. In every age, there were men and women who were marked by faith in God. They believed in the common Savior, and they were saved. In the sixth chapter of Genesis, God tells us what condition will lack on the earth approximately 800 years after Adam's death. By this time, there was a vast number of people living on the earth. My God, hallelujah, what were people like at this time? The Bible tells us that they were very wicked. God's word said God saw that the weakness of man was great in the earth and that every emanation of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And we will see that in Genesis 6 and 5. In Genesis 6 and 6, God said that the people of this time were so wicked that every thought that they had was only evil continually. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. And the Bible said it's to repent the Lord. It made him sorrow. But he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Praise God. Genesis 6 and 6. There was only one man who was living for God at this time. His name was Noah. So the Bible said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 8, 6 and 8. Because men were so wicked, God sent a great flood, destroyed every person except Noah and his family. 
Only eight people survived that flood. Noah and his wife, their three sons, and their wife inside the ark. After the great flood, the family of Noah brought forth children and multiplied. Once again, the children of Adam cover earth, and once again, they turn from God and fill the earth with their sins and wickedness. Once again, God calls forth a single family to follow him. God chose Abraham to be the head of a family who were to be his special people, the children of Israel. Later, the children of Israel became slaves to Egypt, but God gave them a deliverer, Moses, who laid them out of Egypt. On Mount Sinai, God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. These, these Ten Commandments showed the people what was right and what was wrong in God's sight. Later, under the leadership of David, a godly king, Israel became a great and powerful nation. This was approximately 1,300 years after the flood. Did these people bring satisfaction and pleasure to God's heart? No, they did not. The Bible says that the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They have all gone aside. They have all together become filthy. There is none that does good, no, not one. And we'll find that in Psalms 14, 2 through 3. Even with a good king like David and with God's holy laws, the people were still sinful, sinful in their hearts. Another thousand years passed and... <clears throat> And we come to the time when the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth. Were the children of Adam any better then? No, they were not. Jesus knew what was in the hearts of men. Here in his description of the children of Adam, far from within, out of the hearts of men proceed evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, Murderers, thief, covenants, weakness, deceitfulness, lasciviousness, and evil eyes, blasphemous, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defiles the man. And we will find that in Mark, the seventh chapter, 21 to 23. It has been about 2,000 years since the time of Christ. Are the children of Adam's better now? No, they are not. The children of Adam's are all sinners by nature. The Bible says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understand. There is none that seek after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together to become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one, Romans 3, 10 to 12. Now, we will see that the Bible does not say that all of Adam's children are lack in their sinful action, but the Bible does say that we all are sinners. 
the Lord Jesus told us what things would be like in the very end day. Just before he comes back to the world in great power and glory, will things be better then? No, they will not. Instead, they will be worse, and things will be worse. Things are getting worse and worse every day. Jesus said that iniquity, which is sin, shall abound in the days ahead. The Lord said, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of man. Luke seventeen twenty six. The Lord Jesus is saying here that when he comes again, things on earth will be as they were in the days of Noah. What was it like in the days of Noah? The weakness of man was great in the earth. And every emanation of the thoughts of his heart was only tenually, Genesis 6 and 5. We have looked at the children of Adam at different times throughout history. The entire history race of Adam's family can sum us up in one word, sin. Now, God promised Savior, praise God. Before he created Adam, God knew that Adam and his family would fail. But from eternity, God had his plan. He would give the human race another man, the Lord Jesus Christ. God's great plan for redemption began with one man, Abraham. God said to Abraham, get out of your country and from your kin and from your father's house unto a land I will show you. And I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 12, 1-3. In Genesis 22, 18, God promised Abraham, in your seed, one person, Christ, shall all the nation of the earth be blessed. In these wonderful promises of Abraham, God revealed his heart. His great purpose is to bless man. Even though men are sinners, God loves his sinful creatures and desires to bless them. God's blessing for the human race were not to come through Adam and his family, but through God's promised Savior, Jesus Christ. This promised Savior would bring in righteousness and peace. He will be a light to the Gentiles and God's salvation to the end of the earth. And the Bible says, increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Isaiah 9 and 7. God's first man, Adam, disobeyed God and brought sin and death into the world. Adam passed his sinful nature on to his children and to the whole human race. The entire history of the children of Adam can be summed up again in one word, sin. In Romans 5 and 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin enter into the world, 
and death by sin. And so death passes upon all men, for that all have sinned. And at this time, I would just like to ask a few questions, which is true and false, and I'm going to answer them. Of all the people who ever lived, there were two men who are different from all other men. These two men are Adam and Christ. And the answer to that, true or false, is true. God see the whole human race as being in Adam. To be in Adam means to share in all that Adam was and all that he did. True or false? True. Adam is disobedience brought sin and death into the world and result in a race of sinners. True or false? True. Death is the result of sin. After death comes judgment, and after judgment comes the lake of fire for all unsaved people. True or false? True. God did not create hell for us. He created it for the devil and his angels. True or false? True. So God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. The people were still not sure of what God wanted them to do. True or false? True. Last question. In spite of the many problems, the world is really getting better and better. True or false? False. The world is not getting any better. Praise God. And maybe I'll go with another one. God knew that Adam and his family would fall. But from eternity, God has his plan. He would give the human race another man, and the Lord Jesus Christ was him. True or false? True. Praise God. God has revealed his heart. His great purpose is to bless man through his promise, Savior Jesus Christ. True or false? That is true. So I just have one question I would like to leave with you tonight. What is the most important thing you have learned in this lesson tonight? That's the question I want to leave with you, and may God Bless you all. Amen and amen. Amen. And that was awesome. That everyone need to know. She is so humble and so sweet. She never said her name is Pastor Annie Gaskin of Victory Temple. Will you give us the address, please? 3543 Lodley, Virginia, Victory Temple Church. The phone number is 804-313-1526. Live in Virginia. Yes, that's Pastor Annie Gaskin. If you want to feel the presence of the Holy Ghost, you want to feel a fresh word, a fresh anointing, feel the evidence of God, I would advise you to listen every week. She is a phenomenal woman of God, a beautiful guest speaker. She comes on every Wednesday. From 7 o'clock p.m. to 7.30 p.m. I have a surprise for you. I'm going to play one of her sermons 
that she did earlier in the broadcast. Because when you hear Pastor Gaskin, you want more, more, more. You just can't get enough. (laughs) She is so awesome. And you know what? She came to tell you something. So God bless you again, Pastor Gaskin. We're going to play your favorite song. And guess what? I'm going to play another one of your recordings. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. And let us listen to the Trinity Inspirational Choir that Pastor Gaskin came to tell you something.
in the water. Good God Almighty. Woo, we just heard from Pastor Annie Gaskin, and truly she had a word for us. We enjoyed it, and I want you to tune in every Wednesday night. She is our guest speaker from 7 o'clock p.m. to 730 because she come to tell you what thus said the Lord of hosts. And let us listen to another one of her sermons. Don't you tell I told you now, but we're going to listen to another one. Amen. And the is coming from Psalm 73, 26, which says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my Portion, praise God, forever, forever, glory to God, glory to God. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Scarcely it may experience draw us deeper into God's word. Sometimes we want comfort. Other times we want answers. When dealing with things, but God is the strength of our heart and our portion forever. Question, what does it mean to have God as your portion? Glory to God. And we're going to be touching a little bit on Hannah tonight, praise God. Coming from the first chapter of Hannah, praise God. Glory to God. Samuel, the first chapter. But I just want to say a little bit about Hannah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hannah knew it would mean to live with God as her portion. But not at first. We all learn our greatest lesson by trusting God through difficult times. And Hannah was no exception. From her story, we can discover a deeper trust and the one who is above all. And even in the scariest time, we can learn what it means when God is our portion. God is our portion when we don't have enough, praise God. Hallelujah. To Hannah, her husband gave a double portion of his love to her. Because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. In 1 Samuel 1 and 5, it tells us that Hannah wanted a child more than anything. In 1 Samuel 1 and 8, describes how as downhearted she was. Something was missing from her life. And her husband did everything that he could to console her, even giving her a double portion of his love. There will be a time when we don't have enough. We may even wonder why God isn't providing the way we think he should. It could be one of life's basic needs, like money, to pay bills of food in the pantry. We may see or seek answers. We may long for healing, whatever desire Let's remember this truth. God knows more about what we need than we do. Yes, he do, praise God. And sometimes he doesn't take the pain away, 
but instead he comfort us through it. How we as a person of God handle difficult can encourage others and draw them closer to God. Your journey can be just the inspiration someone else needs. But God, hallelujah, satisfied us with more than we could ask for. He gave us his only son as a sacrifice to show the depth of his love. God is our portion that fills the void. When, like Hannah, something is missing in our lives, God is our portion. When we don't feel like we are not, we are made in his image. We are chosen to be his people. God is my portion. When I want to scream sometimes, enough is enough. Frustration happens when stress level rise and our impatience hits and all the time it gets higher. We struggle with maintaining composure. Sometimes we cry, but that's okay. Sometimes looking at TV, but that's just temporarily. You got to face your problems eventually. Hannah reached her limit as being put down. She finally reached her limit. She decided enough was enough. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Sometimes we begin to go through things, and sometimes we got to get to a point in our life where enough is enough, praise God. And we got to stand and let God be our portion, praise God. Hallelujah. So she took action. She didn't bend. Although the tears did flow, and many times we're going to share tears. She went straight to the source of all comfort. Hannah decided to put her hope in God. She made a vow saying in 1 Samuel 1 and 11, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on and remember me and not forget your service because me, a son, I will give him to the Lord. For all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Hannah is resolved to trust in God. Are you resolved today to trust in God? Have you changed your tactics to trust in God? Have you let God become your portion? Her entire outlook changed, praise God. Instead of downhearted, she became hopeful, praise God, and that's what we as the children of God got to do today. We got to become hopeful. Yes. Let's take a lesson from Hannah's commitment. When we have had enough, let's put down the remote and go straight to God in prayer. His presence will put our portion when it's enough is enough. Is something missing in your life today, praise God. What is it missing in your life today? Glory to God. Is God missing in your life today? Is God is the one that you can call on as your portion, praise God. We are feeling so unworthy, praise God. Are you fed up with the frustration? And Limitation 3 and 24 says the Lord is my portion. 
and all things he is enough. God can be our portion. He will live the fulfilled life he created for us, praise God. Sometimes we have to say, when I am afraid, you are the strength of my life. When you feel incomplete, you can say, you are my portion. You can say, thank you for comforting me, loving me, and being my portion forever, praise God. In Philippians 4.13, the word of God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I want you to know today that you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. No matter what the situation is, no matter what you are going through, God can strengthen you. He said, I can do all things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is your portion, praise God. In Ephesians 6 and 10, he tell us, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Praise God, hallelujah. Be strong, praise God, and we can be strong in God in his power, praise God, because God is our portion. Glory to God. In Psalms 18, 2, he tell us, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. And my deliverer, my God, my strength, and who will I trust? My seal and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. My God, I come to tell you tonight that God is your stronghold, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God, hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 13 tell us, therefore, take up the whole army of God that you may be able to withstand the evil days and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got to stand on the word of God. In Psalms 27, 1, it tells us, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is of my life. Of who shall I be afraid? Glory to God, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God in Isaiah 40 and 31. Lord, you have said in your word that those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Help me to be strong in you. Help us to be strong in your power and in your might. For in you I can do all things. Glory to God. Why can I do all things? Why? Because God is my portion today. God is your portion. I come to tell you, all we got to do is call on the name of Jesus. And when we begin to call on the name of Jesus, something is going to happen, praise God. Glory to God, changes is going to take place in our lives, praise God, because we rely on God to be our portion. And when we rely on God to be our portion, can nothing touch us and can nothing hurt us, praise God. Glory to God, whatever the situation may be, hallelujah, God is a healer. God is a saving. God is everything that we want him to be, praise God. Glory to God. And I know for myself that God is our portion. Glory to God. Back here last year, glory to God. I tell this testimony, my son came down with the coronavirus, praise God. 
glory to God, he stayed in Richmond Hospital for three long months. And then finally the doctor tells us there is nothing else that they can do for him. Glory to God. But God didn't stop there. God had another remedy. He said, I am your portion. You lie on me, praise God. And we began to pray. And we began to seek God like we never prayed and seek God before, praise God. And we found a hospital in Southfax County, praise God. Glory to God that specialized in lungs because the virus had affected both lungs, praise God. And when he got there, praise God, he was 10, one out of 10, praise God, on the list. Glory to God, listen to what I say and what God can do, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The doctor says nothing that we could do. Glory to God, it was seeking a donor for him, praise God. But I'm telling you, my daughter, praise God. The mama said the doctor had called and said there's nothing else that we can do for him. And she said as I went through the house, she said something told me to pray, praise God. And I began to pray, and the doctor called, praise God. He said, long trans, long just came in. Same age, same blood type. Glory to God, my son was. And they went, he went through surgery right away. And today, today, I can say God is my portion. Because today, my son is doing fine, and he is living, he is alive. Praise God. Glory to God. All we got to do is let God be our portion. Stand on God's word. Glory to God. The verse says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. When we are in God's will, God is our portion. Glory to God. All we got to do is stand. Stand, praise God, no matter what the situation may be. And me, thank you, Jesus. Five years ago, the doctor said, I have to stage four cancer. God, and I'll never stop seeking him, praise God. And I will not give up. And they could not understand why is a stage four person up walking around and doing the things you are doing, I don't understand. From Newport News, they said, people up here to interview me, to do a story on me, praise God. And they wanted to know what is keeping you going the way you're going. And one thing I could tell them, that God is my portion. Praise God. When we look to the hills, we're coming out. Help our help coming from the Lord. Glory to God. God is an awesome God tonight. Glory to God. Like I say, whatever you're going through today, somebody out there might be going through a situation. Your situation may be different from the other person's situation, but I come to tell you that God is your portion. Whatever it is, it can be fixed. God can fix it. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every day we feel many emotions. 
some positive, some negative. The Bible has the answer to every emotional difficult we will ever encounter. Open your mind and heart to God's leading. We are so blessed to have God's word. The scripture says that we seek the Lord for answers. We will find them, praise God. And all we got to do is seek the Lord for answers. Glory to God. And I come to tell you, he's walking beside you. Sometimes you may not feel it, but he is there. You may be praying and you might not feel it, but he is there. You might be in your car, listening at TV, but I come to tell you, he is there. Every step that you make, he is there. God is with you every step of the way. And I come to tell you, he is the answer to all situations. God is your portion. Glory to God. And I just want to say that I hope the word of God touched somebody tonight. Keep in mind that God is your portion. He is your strength when you're going through things. Glory to God. All we got to do is hold on, hold his hand, glory to God, and keep looking up to the one up above. That's Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Pastor Annie Gaskin of Victory Temple. Again, that's Pastor Annie Gaskin of Victory Temple. You can hear her on this worldwide radio station uh, every week. She will be coming on as well as send her ministers and elders to give us a word, a word that would encourage us, a word that would give us faith, a word that would save our souls. We will ask Pastor Gaskin at this time, can she give us, the name of her church, the address, and the phone number. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2972 Laurel Road, Lancaster, Virginia, 22503. Again, 2972 Laurel Road, Lancaster, Virginia, 22. That is the mailing address. And the church address is 3556 Lodley, Virginia. 3556 Lodley, Virginia. Victory Temple Church. Pastor Annie Gaskin. God bless you. Can you tell us a little bit about your church? How long have you been in existence? Praise God, we've been in existence now 21 years. I give God all the praise because when I started out in the ministry, I was just by myself, but I know what God was calling me to do. And I had to do, fulfill the calling of God. And we started out just in a storefront, praise God. And as we began to move, i never forget, I had one lady that was right beside me helping me do all the painting and, and different things, cleaning up, getting the building in ready and processing all of this. And after that, 
And we moved into the building, and all of a sudden, God began to move. People came in. We saw souls saved. We saw people healed. We saw demons. People with demons was delivered, praise God, glory to God. And then God began to do another miracle. So right now, we're in another building, and we are in lively and I'm telling you, the Spirit of God moving, we're not a dead, dry church. We believe in praising God and having a great time in the Lord. Because I believe that when you praise God, blessings, hallelujah, <laughs> and blessings come, praises goes up, and blessings come down. And I, we're not a Lord's church, praise God, but I'm telling you, God moves. He moves, and I thank God for each and every one of the people that I do have there, praise God, and they work beside me, praise God, the obedience to do what God has asked us to be. And our goal is for soul winning, winning souls to Christ. That's our purpose. God bless you. That is so beautiful. Um, and let me ask you a question. I understand that you married. What is your husband's name, and what is his position in the church? My husband's name is Michael, and Michael plays the keyboard, and he also is a drum beater, and he also is a bass guitar player. Woo! So thank God I was blessed. <laughs> yes. And do you and have, we have children or anyone in the church as well? Repeat that again. Do you have any children or any young people in the church from your family? Well, most of my family is away. Um, we do have a few. Um, I do have a couple grandkids that is here right now. They are teenagers now. But most of my people stays away. My two boys are here. But uh, they come from here, you know, every now and then. Um and everything. I do have one, and I do believe that God has a hook in his jaw. <laughs> and, um, but uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And what type of denomination is it? Is it non-denominational, holiness, Baptist? What type of church is it? We are non-denominational. We are Pentecostal. Aha! I knew it! <laughs> When I had the gravy on those potatoes, I knew it. <laughs> this is a preacher woman here. Thank you so much. And I understand you had something called a 10 P's. Can you explain what is that? Okay, the 10 P's are 10 words that is taken from the Bible that was that begin with P. And we had 10, like, Pastors, uh, ministers, evangelists uh, that will come and speak on each one of those words, and and I'm telling you, it's really, it's really so spiritual. Praise God, you really get a lot out of it. And the last one we did was back here, I think, was in November, and it was great, and everybody loved it. We got a really a lot of comments on it. Uh, do it again, and. Uh, it was just great. It was just great. Well, I would like you to do it on the radio whenever you set a date, and I would <laughs> like to have that whole minister of ten, including yourself, your husband, your whole church. Let's go <laughs> to Jamaica to our fellowship church 
and we can have our 10 P's, our services, our guitar, our piano player. Let's go to Montego May, Jamaica, maybe whenever your calendar is clear in summer, and let's invite all of Victory Temple to come fellowship with us in Jamaica. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. Oh. We have a pastor there, Pastor uh, Mavis. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. I wanted to hear that special testimony and tape of Pastor Annie Gaskin. Again, that's Pastor Annie Gaskin. You heard it yourself that God is still working miracles. God bless you. That is Victory Temple. I want to encourage you. She is so modest, so humble. And she could put gravy on those potatoes. Good God Almighty. I was sitting here listening to it. I was so stirred up. Wait a minute. I think she's still on the phone. Pastor Gaskin, are you yes. still with us? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You anointed woman of God. I just love it. I just had to play it again. You heard your own self. What did, what did you feel when you listened to your own self? I could feel the anointing. I <laughs> so like I you. just wanted to cry. <laughs> I told you. That's why when you on that um, phone preaching the word, you know how the old uh, Baptist preacher would say you can hear the gravy on the potatoes. I heard that. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, uh-oh, she started up now. You are so anointed and you are so appointed. I heard it for myself. And that's why I Thank wanted you. you to hear that. That true, we are blessed to have you on the air. Can you give us a closing prayer? And did you hear that God is using you to say, I came to tell you. He told yes. Mary, he said, Mary, go tell my disciples. Go tell it. And she kept saying, I came to tell you. I came to tell you. You have Pastor Annie Gaskin. She didn't even say that her name or her church, Victory Temple. So God bless you. Can you give us a prayer before we close out? Oh, my yes. God. See how you're up here trying to surprise you and be a little freaky, and you was there all the time. <laughs> oh, praise God. Dear God, thank you for just, Lord, just being us, Father. We ask, dear Lord, that someone been touched by the word tonight, Father. Glory to God, Lord, that they can stand on your word, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Know that you are there, that you are walking beside them, O oh God. Lord, touch the heart, touch the soul and body, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything that's coming against them, God, know, let them know that you got power, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, I just give you the praise and the glory and the honor that belongs to you, Father. Because without you, we can't do nothing, Father. We just thank you. Thank you for what you is to us, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And God, we thank you. Lord, we come against any sickness, any disease, anything that's not like you, God. We bind it in the name of Jesus right now. We command it in Jesus' name for it to be done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And amen. God bless you, Pastor Gaskin. Amen. God bless you. All right.
Stay tuned for next week. God bless you and be blessed. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.